Hi, listeners. Welcome back to Motivate, the motivation and inspiration podcast. I'm your host, Dahi D, and today's guest is Tony Robbins talking about why you need to keep pushing harder. Today's motivation is for us to keep going in spite of adversity. In spite of everything going wrong, you need to keep going forward. Don't worry about how it looks on paper, how your friends might think of you, how your family might think of you. Worry about what the end goal is and are you moving closer to it? And I think one of the biggest things that Tony points out in this clip is that you can't change what you can't measure. So make sure you're going out there and measuring yourself against your goals. Make sure you're measuring yourself against anything that could potentially give you a data point to point back to on whether or not you're doing a good job or bad job. Make sure you can quantify it and make sure you know how to change. That's it for me today. I hope you all keep pushing through whatever you're going through right now. Thank you all for listening. Enjoy the show. If you learn how to change momentum, you can change anything. So let's start with what are we going to start with? Energy. Energy is the single most important thing. How many of you out there have your own business? Raise your hand if you own your own business so I can get a sense. In the group that I can see so far, it's around 85, 90%. That's usually who is. How many of you don't own a business are in a place of leadership. You either manage people or your mom or a dad. You have to manage or interact with people and influence them. Say, I. So if you're in those positions, the way you lead is with your emotional state. Like if, if there's a problem and people are freaking out and you just come and go, move, I'll handle it. It's not ego, you just feel that certainty. People are like, wow, that's somebody I wanna deal with. But if you go, I don't know, what do you think? What should we do? Oh shoot, I don't know, what do you think? right? You can't have the certainty that gets you to follow through and get results. You aren't going to get that with low energy. So jot this down if you would. You cannot manage what you do not measure. You cannot manage what you do not measure. Now, the number one thing we have to measure is our level of energy because it's going to affect the way your brain functions, the way you interact with other human beings, whether a problem knocks you to your knees or whether you truly step up. So that energy is critical. Now think about this. On a zero to 10, if your energy is a 10, it's that zero to 10, like unstoppable energy. It literally, anybody can give you anything and you're going to pour through it. You're going to find a way. If your energy is like a five, if it's a two or three, it's over. Well, first of all, I'm sorry you lost your job and, and uh, I'm not being trite, but crisis creates breakthroughs. It either destroys you if you let it, or creates a breakthrough. It's like nobody wants to be disappointed. But if you're going to be successful, you have to learn to discipline your disappointment, right? You can't let it take you over. So many people today are in despair. I don't know if you read, but I think it was 20% of all kids under the age of 30, according to the CDC, said they've considered suicide in the last six months because they had no compelling future. By the way, did you hear Siri when she talked about being wired by all these machines, 5% chance to live, and what did she do? She created a compelling future, saw herself running back up that mountain, celebrating, doing those things. Without a compelling future, you're not going to make anything happen. What you're going to get out of this weekend is a compelling future, number one. Number two, you're going to learn how to change your state. So it doesn't matter, just like Siri did. It doesn't matter what's going on. It doesn't matter how bad it is. You're not just going to understand it intellectually. We're going to be doing it day and night, night and day. When I talk about in this idea of immersion, I don't think some of you really get what I mean. Like immersion is when you're living, breathing, experiencing it, not sitting back, writing a few notes and thinking about it. We have some processes there that are incredibly intense, but they're incredibly fulfilling because they change the way your brain is wired. 
And so when you're going up and you're competing, and there's a lot of competition now, you and I both know that, really skilled people because of the changes that COVID brought, you no longer had to have a problem to be let go of. Companies had to let go of some of their best people to survive, and many companies would have gone under. So if you're going for that next opportunity, your psychological, emotional fitness, your capacity to be able to deal with any challenge, your ownership of yourself is what's going to push over the edge. Because we all know applicants, there's lots of applicants now. We're looking at so many great people. But we're looking for the people that have the, the mental, emotional fitness, the chemistry, the psychology, to be able, no matter what they face, to turn around. And that shows up more than your CV does, that's for sure. That shows up a hell of a lot more than telling us what you can do. It's feeling who you are. Let me give you an example. Let's say, for example, you're in a relationship with somebody. And let's say the two of you truly love each other. I mean, adore each other. And you're both in these peak high energy states and you love each other. How will that relationship go? You know it's going to be a great relationship. It's not going to be poor. It's not going to be weak. Two people in great states around each other, loving each other. Extraordinary, magnificent. What if you have the same two people and you let the energy drop down to, you know, pretty good. Okay, good. Not outstanding, amazing, magnificent, but good. These two people love each other just as much. Is it going to be the same quality of relationship? Yes or no? Yes or no? No way. No way. You know it, even though they love each other, because your state affects it all. Now, what if instead of in a peak state or even an okay state, and it has nothing to do with each other, both people get in a really low state. They're stressed out. They're exhausted. They've been locked up forever. The kids are home. Everybody's fighting for bandwidth, trying to get things done. It's like, I can't even go outside. And all this is going on. And they still love each other, but their energy, they allow it to get way down here low. Is it going to be the same relationship, yes or no? You know it's not going to. Now people are going to say and do things they don't even mean, but their partner may not forget it, and it hurts. Now we got problems. The only other position is one's high energy, one's low energy. That's another danger zone. Because this person's want to stay good. Well, why aren't you feeling good? And they might even get in a fight over this. So your energy's got to be measured. So shake your body out just for a second. And if you would, tell me on a scale from 0 to 10, where's your energy before we started here today? Before we started 0 to 10, before moving everything else, where was it? Would you put it, just put it in the chat for me real quick. Okay, 5, 7, 7, a 9, a 7, an 8, a 5, a 5, a 2, a 2, a 3, a 7, a 6, a 5, a 4, a 6, a 7, a 9. Okay, if I look at this, it looks like the common number, the mean number is in the 5-6 range. So I have a question for you. Would you ever want to date a 5? <laughs> Are you going to want to do business with a person of a 5 of energy? Is the person of 5 energy going to break through and build their business, find the way to be financially free, have this incredible relationship? Hell no. So your energy affects everything. How many buy that? You don't have to, but if you do, raise your hand. If you believe energy is one of the most important things to success, say I. And I want you to remember this. Write this in your notes. Whatever you look for, you will find. Whatever you look for, you will find. Whatever you look for, you're going to get. And by the way, the way we look for things is we ask questions about people, about our life, about ourselves. That's how you look for things. The way you direct what you focus on is ask a question. Very quickly, look around this room as fast as you can. I want you to notice everything in this room that's brown. Quick, everything that's brown, brown. Clothing, people's hair, floors, anything. Brown, brown, brown. Only brown, 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 brown. Close your eyes. 
With your eyes closed now, tell me everything in this room that's red. Hmm. Raise your hand if you see a lot more brown in your head than you see red. Raise your hand. Open your eyes. Look for red now. See everything you see in this room that's red. Red, red, red. Anywhere you can see it. Clothing, people. Anywhere you see red, 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 red. Look around. Red, red, red. How many see a lot more red now? Raise your hand. Guess what? You get what you look for. And I got you to look for it by asking a question. That's also how you get yourself to look for things by asking a question. Like, what's wrong with this person? And you know what? If you look, you'll find what's wrong. There's wrong. Look, ah, there's what's wrong with them. Why are they such a scumbag? You say, okay, why? All right, here's one reason. Here's another. Here's another. How come I can never succeed? Well, let's see here. You look inside. You say, oh yeah, these suspenders aren't the right level. Yeah, it is here. Yeah, I have my childhood. Uh, yeah, oh, boo, yeah, yeah. I got all the reasons. We get what we look for. Can you find somebody who's horrible? And could you find something good in them if you look for it? Yes or no? Yeah, because you're the one that determines whether it's good or not anyway. Isn't that true? Could you find something good in Saddam Hussein if you wanted to? I'm not saying we should. <laughs> right? But if you wanted to, could you? Do certain people think he's good? Yeah. People say, hey, he's gotten back our land. I don't necessarily agree. But you don't have to agree to be able to appreciate. Is there a difference? Yeah. You can appreciate somebody's view even if you don't agree with it. You can appreciate that, that for them that that's true. You can appreciate that they have a different reality than you have about something. Most of us think we all have to share the same perceived reality. I'm sure we share the same physical reality, but physical reality is not what most of us experience. We experience a perceived reality we've made up in our head. Isn't that true? And so do you remember what the title of this technology is? Bridging realities. What we're going to want to do is build a bridge between our reality and somebody else's so that we can connect and have a relationship. We don't have to make them live in our reality. We don't have to hold our realities their absolute. We can create a bridge. And by having that bridge, we can exchange information between our two cities, our two communities of emotion, our two communities of understanding. We can create a connection. We're no longer separate. We're connected. And we can share. feeling we can also connect and share there's no limit we can do it at any moment all we have to do is choose to cross the bridge that's all we got to do bridge the reality we're going to show you how to do that with people for the rest of your life it will change your life like few things you've ever learned in your life it'll be so simple it'll be a joke but it starts with this basic philosophical understanding the way you feel is based on the meaning you give things you are the one giving the meaning no matter what even though it feels like somebody else and the question is are you doing an empowering meaning or a disempowering meaning and if you say, yeah, but look, I got proof. I got proof that what I'm saying is true. Do you want to be in right? Or do you want to be in relationship? Do you want to be right? Or do you want to be in love? I'll write that down. Ask yourself instead of a question of the future. Next time you're in an argument, you want to ask yourself, do you want to be right or do you want to be in love? Because that's really your choice. That's really it.
all I can get certain about is putting my next step forward. And I think it's kind of like when you're walking, you become so comfortable walking, you don't even realize, but actually all you're doing is putting your next step right. You can't think about what's going to happen in a hundred steps time because you have... over the ground then. You don't know how the ground is going to change. So for me, the monk mindset is how do I just place this next step? Not perfectly, but how do I put, place this next step with my best intention, process, and habits possible? And what does that require? That requires me to be connected internally to my internal guide. And what does that require? It requires me to find that stillness and space so that I can actually listen. So the true source of influence is your service to something higher. Without that, you're living a life of manipulation, trying to get something to be successful. However, when you begin to surrender your life to something higher, an attribute of the presence, even your definition of success changes. This too shall pass. Whatever you're feeling, whether you're feeling great or whether you're feeling terribly, it's going to pass. I think few things are as powerful to wake you up, to remind you about what's most important, to fuel your energy, to get you into the game so you let go of your fears and you do what you need to do to get big things done than connecting to your own mortality. When you realize that every single day could be your last, or when you appreciate that no matter how long you live, life is a short ride, you just sort of let go of the fears and you let go of the limits and you live full on and you seize opportunities and you have real conversations with real people and you sort of wear your heart on your sleeve and you bring on the fullness of your authenticity and you do whatever it takes to get your loftiest dreams to get done. To advancing what 
has not been advanced to showing that which is not seen and not obsessing with the excesses, the successes we've had and how much iceberg is above the ocean, but how much more work we have to do. And it all started with a tiny little bit of ice sticking above the ocean.